Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Simply Technical. Uh, one of your hosts here, Evan and Keaton, again, as another co-host. Keaton's voice is kind of shot, so... Yeah, yeah, can't talk very well today. Be, be prepared to turn up your radio for him and turn it down for everybody else. Um, we're here with Sam the Hammerman. What's up? Um, we're kind of generally talk about Christianity and Sam's, uh, I guess, journey and how he's kind of incorporated gaming uh, YouTube into his faith um, or evangelism. And then maybe talk a little bit about millennials. We'll see if we get into that. Um, but Sam, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on, dude. I'm stoked. Stoked. Yeah, Love these guys. Of course. And they can find you, you know, social media is typically Sam the Hammerman, right? Correct. Everything except Twitter is Sam the Hammerman. I had like an issue with that. I'm trying to figure that Twitter account out and uh, it got hacked and it's just don't look at it. Trust me. Don't look at it. It's bad. Um, but on Twitter, I'm Samuel A. Milo and uh, everything else, Sam the Hammerman, pretty sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, go for it. Yeah, especially YouTube. He's got some good stuff. His YouTube's shorts are always on my recommended now. I watch like two or three to be supportive and, you know, learn some content. And now they're suggested every time. So Heck I love yeah. that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do is get that's the awesome. uh, content on everybody's For You page. For sure. Um, why don't you kind of introduce the last, I guess, couple months, would you say, that you started with YouTube and yeah. kind of incorporating your faith into that? Yeah, for sure. So um, I started, I'll take it back to kind of like to the first one I started. It was about, it was like two-ish years ago or so. Um, summer of 2020, I went to Colorado for the summer and like just before that I was kind of starting to get into YouTube and like trying to learn it and stuff. Um, I was making monthly top plays on MW on my PS4 make and like editing them all on a ps4 and like would just post like my best clips that i had and post whatever music was on the ps4 at the time too of the share factory so edit it all there like post the music clips and stuff and i would stick a verse right before it and stuff and then i'd put it on the um put it on youtube and just see what it did i've got like maybe 20 30 views on them to start off um after that went to colorado that summer um Spent three months there for my internship in college, came back, and I was trying to like really get like more into YouTube and different things I could try. Went to a LAN event, a Call of Duty LAN event that like Click Gaming won in 2021 or 2020, something like it was one of the I think it was 2021, but started to get more and more into it, learning it and stuff, and always wanted to tie in my faith to it. I just didn't really know how or what to do, or like basically like praying is like, God, like, I don't know what to do, or if this is even right, or if it like, can I do this? Is this okay? And uh, like, like, it just felt really weird to like try and figure out a way to do it. But um, a a as I continued to like do it, I would do like verses before the videos, um, stuff like that. And then I was trying to find just a different way, a, a more drawing way to, to kind of like tie in the message of Christianity with it and uh, the gospel with it. <laughs> Um, something not, not that it was just easy to, uh, to palette, but just, um, easy to understand where it wasn't just like a cut and dry, like here's the verse, here's the gaming, you know, it was like, but that it was intertwined in between. Um, but yeah, so it was like a, just that 2020 season, 2021 season, really kind of like learning a lot. And then ended up having like a crazy opportunity to go to vid summit with, uh, Mr. Beast. And I was telling you guys a little bit about that, but Learned so much there, came back, started posting kind of shorts before that. You guys had told me to post short, like check it out, try shorts because it was brand new. Um, started to get that on there. Um, and I think, I can't remember when I started to do, 
like Bible shorts. I think it was like the past couple months I started to do Bible shorts on TikTok. And what I would do is um, I, there was a study that I saw. I can't remember where it was from. I think I may have saw it on like desiring God or something like that.com. There's like, I can't remember where it was, but they had said, what's crazy is that people can, you can watch a gameplay or you can watch content or you can watch a video of something. And if someone's talking over the video, like a voiceover of something, it maintains their attention longer, which is, I, I was so interested in that. I was like, I wonder if I could do that with like gameplay. So, and I saw videos on Facebook and Instagram and stuff all the time of like, whether it be nature or whether it be someone working out, like I was interested in it, but also hearing like a motivational speech or something like that. And I was like, dude, what if I did that with a Bible? So I, I made up an idea. I was like, dude, I like to get really like basically the top plays and like the Bible mesh together. So I would get some crazy clips and stuff, try to post them together where they look seamless and the transitions look seamless, like on TikTok. Um, I think I posted my first one on like Jeremiah 29, 11. So it was like, for I know the plans I have for you to declare the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a preacher. And, um, I threw that one out there and it got like a lot of views. It was like, I think like 3000 views or something like that. And I was like, dude, whoa, like this, this might be something worth trying. So, uh, just try to post one, like, I think every other day. And, uh, we're at the point now, I think I checked today. I was at like 650 something, uh, followers on TikTok, And it's, it's really grown over the course of the past couple months and, um, not something super big and drastic and crazy that just kind of like really took off. It was just something basic as far as like sharing a verse, sharing some context and like some gameplay, like three things that I just like really, really enjoy. Like I love, love gaming. I love God. And like all these things, like, kind of tying it together and it's really been blessed so far and it's just it, it's crazy to see though um super thankful for it but um that kind of started and then i kind of hopped into streaming as well i didn't want to stream but i was like what's another way that i could tie in the bible and gaming and stuff and uh there's a guy his name's cross the crown he shares the gospel with people in Warzone gameplay. So it's like he'll duo up basically. It's like have another duo. And uh he just like ask him a question. It's like, hey man, like what do you think about Christianity? And like he'll have a conversation with this guy, uh, his duo, his random duo, like the whole course of the gameplay. And uh if they win and, and stuff like that. So it's it's really kind of interesting. I was like, dude, that'd be an awesome idea. But um I kind of want to do something a little bit different, like maybe provide some scripture and and he does a lot of that stuff too, like a, a local Bible study with his community. But um I thought about doing something a little bit different. Like, so maybe live streaming a, a Bible study and then like playing some gameplay afterwards, doing some prayer in between with everybody. So I started doing that like maybe a month or two ago and um, started having like a, a little bit of success with that. And it, man, it's been super, super awesome. So we usually, I usually have like four to six or so people that kind of like come for the Bible study more. So people are coming for the Bible study than the gameplay, which is like awesome. It's yeah. like better, honestly. And like, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and, but I see a lot of people come back and watch it afterwards rather than live, which is interesting to me, but, um, people, so it's like, it's people are coming for the Bible, <coughs> study, which is, is really cool to see, but it's grown over the past couple months. It's gotten, um, gotten some subscribers some following with it and stuff too. And, uh, man, I'm just super thankful for it, but it, it that's kind of like the, the gist of kind of everything going on and how it kind of got started. Well, to ba uh, piggyback off that a little bit, yeah. I think churches actually could be doing a lot more as far as outreach using the internet. Um, yeah. obviously with COVID we all, you know, everything shut down. It was actually pretty controversial that they were trying to shut down churches. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were doing live streams, of course. Right. Um, or churches went from not having a live stream to having a live stream. 
and I mean, it doesn't take, you know, you have full-time staff usually at most churches. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't take much to clip up, clip some stuff and throw it online. Um, you know, a little devotional or something like that. So maybe, maybe Sam's the, uh, front runner, the <laughs> trailblazer, <laughs> the trailblazer for how churches can be working more as far as yeah. outreach using I'm, internet. Oh, and it's kind of crazy. If you think about it, you know, a massive church is considered what, like 1500 people on a Sunday yep. and, and your YouTube shorts can get, up to, you've gotten 3000 views. Like that's, that is considered a massive massive church and then i mean most bible studies that i've been a part of are you know four to six people so right you're just now starting uh with the streams and i'm sure that'll well, get bigger and bigger it has the ability to scale unlike uh kind of in person yeah that's really good man it's like and that that's encouraging to me too and just when you said the uh, you know 1500 people or so or whatever they just like that seeing it too and that made me think of like another reason why i like want to do it is that you know someone on gaming and stuff like they may never step foot in a church but they're watching youtube shorts for sure and uh we know that like everybody's at least watching some form of like short form content so i thought it was like dude there's a way that you can redeem this and it's um that's another kind of i don't know if it's a study or like a a blog that i read on on desiring god but they thought or they talked about um redeeming different areas of culture and like and the the topic was gaming but um if we were to say that you know god is god like why couldn't he redeem this part of culture why couldn't he redeem gym culture why couldn't he redeem gaming culture like why couldn't he redeem these parts if he's god and um with just small acts of obedience like that and that's just kind of like how one of my, my my biggest heart behind it is like putting the gospel or putting bible verses or putting scripture out in front of people where they're gonna see it and I usually end those videos with like a, what do you guys think about that? Is this the truth or a lie? Just to start the conversation where they may comment or ask a question or anything like that. Um, got a comment the other day. A guy was like, dude, why are you asking whether it's true or not? It's definitely true. And I'm like, dude, it, you don't understand. Like, it's just to ask a question to draw people that maybe don't believe or maybe yeah. maybe don't understand or are curious, but wouldn't have the the courage to maybe ask someone in public. Um, so that's really kind of like my heart about it. And I, I really think God's really been using it. I've just a couple people already like kind of DM me with that type of stuff and that type of questions and everything. It's, it's just crazy how, how God has really worked in it so far. It's just super humbling. Yeah. Well, do you have, <coughs> I have a way to go about this, but, yeah. uh, you don't have any formal training, right? You're just a typical believer. Like you don't have, you didn't yeah. go to become a preacher or pastor or no. So intertwining something you love, like gaming, yeah. um, and using that as a tool for for Jesus and for God mm-hmm. is, um, it, you know, it's not like you had to go to school, pay a bunch of money to get some certificate or to yeah. get a degree. Um, it's just like when when I was growing up, we always hear of, well, invite somebody to church, you know, everybody in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Well, this is truly like inviting a stranger to um, to enter the conversation. Yeah, because uh, we always said invite somebody to church. Uh, some people, have, you know, they have a negative impact from church. You know, from whether their experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, everyone's experience varies. So you're you're basically when they say invite somebody to church, they don't mean you actually have to go invite somebody to church, but it could be just to start <laughs> the conversation. Yeah. Um, of 
their faith and their their walk. Absolutely. And just what you saying that, you know, it's it's you know, trying to just intertwine it. And yeah, I had like no formal training. I didn't know what the like when I first started it, I, I didn't even know what it would be today. Like it, it's crazy to could to go and look. Sometimes I watch the older videos, like, man, this was like garbage, dude. This is so bad. <laughs> and like it's still like continuing to grow and it's super cool to see like one God's faithfulness to to allow wisdom to happen but it like to gain wisdom to gain understanding like that you have to dive into it you have to learn about it you have to fail you know like and you have to learn those things and man it's just god has been truly faithful to it but i think it's like colossians chapter 3 verse 17 where it talks about you know in whatever you do do it for the glory of god whether you eat whether you drink whatever you do do it for him and that's kind of like another like power I, i usually go to back to a lot of these power verses of like i'm not doing this just for me but i'm doing it for not just for like, obviously for God, but like he's using it and using me and using something that, that I care about and have a passion for. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it's really just to kind of start that conversation, maybe get people thinking about it because it, if it's the, if we truly believe it's the most important question to answer in life, then like, man, we, we gotta be out there. You know, it's like, we gotta try, like get people to understand or, or not even get people to understand, but ask the question, you know, and, and get people to think at least, you know? Um, go ahead. Were you about to say something? Yeah. 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 Uh, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I, I kind of wanted to rehash on your yeah. point about culture and, um, how sort of gaming is a part of today's culture. When I think about the past generations of Christians, especially the early ones, they were sort of like at the cultural forefront, uh, in ways we don't really even consider much today. I mean, if you go to Europe, um, you'll see all of the old, all of the old artists as, as depictions mm-hmm. of the biblical stories. And, and a lot of um, uh, culture today is, has sort of no, no touching into that, into that mm-hmm. space anymore. There's no, yeah. and, and, and I think it's, it's sort of uh, at the f- fault of Christians in a way, like we, mm-hmm. we sort of associate cu- culture with everything anti-Christian now. And yeah. so it sort of, evolves to where we avoid these things such as you know art gaming media science in my own my own uh, work these things are are not compatible to right. what a lot of to me that's what a lot of christians mm-hmm. start to think and i think it's dangerous mm-hmm. when you when you sort of fall into that so yeah man i like i i completely agree with that i think too just because like if he's the god of all creation like he created all these things to be understood and to be found out and like Man, if he created all those things, like those things in and of themselves of how he created them, how he wanted us to gather those things, like those are good things. It's when we twist those things and really like are deceived by those things that like they're they're the end all be all. But like he's the end all be all and these things lead us to him. Mm -hmm. Like in the and we can express like his his love and his mercy and his kindness and like his goodness, his glory, like through all of these things. And um yeah, is it like I, I completely agree with that. That is like such a such a good way to explain it like i think we we can really run down the rabbit hole like so nervous to uh to be in sin almost basically that like we we just cast everything out like everything's yeah. bad everything's yeah. bad and that's it's just not true mm-hmm. um because he created all things but well and I, i've heard several lessons in the past 10 years or so about how christianity <laughs> has become timid and yeah um no one is like calling out you know the bad things in the world 
Uh, and I say no one. There's there's obviously people calling oh, it yeah. out. Um, but do you think Christianity is timid? I think in some ways, yeah. Um, I think what what does the enemy do? He wants to he wants to tie up the strong man, right? And like I think in culture, just in general, like we've seen that with a lot of uh, like masculinity. Um, we've got like a wrong depiction, I think, of what masculinity is supposed to look like as for, and, and this is just obviously for men in the church, like what masculinity looks like and what it's supposed to be conveyed as and what it's supposed to look like in a, in a godly man and not just a godly man, but a man in general in the world. And I think that's really, I think it's really cast like a, a like a dark light on that, you know, and it's really, I, I think that the church is timid in some ways that like we're so scared and so afraid to, to dive into something that's different. Um, that God, like, like as if God couldn't change it or as if God couldn't redeem it. And yeah, I kind of going back to that point, but like, I really think that like, if God is, if he's that big, man, like he can redeem anything. Um, I think it really just takes like a, like a person like Noah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, he's building the boat and people are calling him crazy and like, dude, you're a psycho. And like all these things was like, Man, if he's the God of all creation, then he can do that stuff through us, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think I, I definitely think in some ways that the church is timid um, on taking steps of faith to in, in obedience to God for the sake of like we're being worried about what other people think and being worried about like cancel culture or all the stuff like that, you know? Well, I'd say I think a lot of Christianity has been scared or timid because of well, the media, that's, you know, that's of the world. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not for us. Mm -hmm. And, and like you're saying that, I mean, we can twist it however way we want. Uh, we can, we can twist it um, for acts of evil or we can twist it to reach new people and reach yeah. new audiences. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it of like, well, that's of the world. We don't, we don't want to deal with that. Right. Um, and then the second point also is like, I think we're we're not creative anymore. Wow. Um, Man, like this, really this, this is like you're uh, you're you're kind of on the forefront, at least from the audience that I'm a part of. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the stuff you might be seeing, like on YouTube and stuff, it might be deeper than what I'm seeing. But from what I'm seeing, it's it's more on the forefront of like. I wouldn't say uh, maybe groundbreaking is probably a good wow. term um, of how churches and Christians can be um more proactive in finding a, mm. a an audience. Wow. That's really good. Man, that's really good. I, I just I like agree to that. Like and as far as like it man, I, I never thought of that too, just because I don't know. I like I feel like um my thought is like everybody else is doing this too, you know? And sometimes that is like it taking a step back. Like when you, when you said we lost our creative kind of like abilities and stuff and, and I just think of like the character of guy, like if, if he's creative man of like the way that like, why would, why shouldn't we be creative in the, in the ways that we do things or thinking of new ways to do mm -hmm. stuff. And um, man, he created the human body for all of these, like our fingers to move. And like, just that's mind blowing. Each breath that we take is mind blowing. Like, so many things in the, in the earth if like if we believe if we're christians and believe that like god created all these things like man he he's creative and he's imaginative and like if he's that way then we should be if we're, we're made in his likeness made in his image and man we should truly be that way too and i, I would agree with you it's like i i really think in some ways we've lost kind of like that imagination or creativity like that um what's a way that we yep. can throw out the gospel in a different way but like not you not for the sake of the gospel you know say not change the gospel but you can change the way it's presented in, in some mm -hmm. ways 
Yeah, so I actually want to add a point on this yeah. because I'm right now I'm teaching uh, our college ministry at church, and my last lesson was on this topic exactly, uh, and just sort of like it's a bit of a fun fact. Uh, most of the nonprofits in the the top ten nonprofits mm-hmm. in the U.S. were originally founded by a group of Christian people, Christians, and continue to sort of designate themselves as. Uh, nonprofits such as like United or Christian nonprofits such as United right. Way, stuff like that. And the average age of those is is 112 years old. And wow. whereas the average age of a top 10 US company in the S&P 500 mm-hmm. is 30 years old. Wow. And in that to me the reason I I bring this up is because there's room for innovation and just mm-hmm. sort of not necess- not that these people aren't doing great work. They're right. doing great work. But there, there's, I think we kind of just say, ah, oh, someone's, someone's already doing that. So there's no need to do something, mm. to do this in a different way. Like there's no point. And I think we lose that creativity. We just, we, ha- we don't try new things anymore. Right. And I think when, when you said it's like a, like somebody else is already doing that, that's a lot of like, sometimes I will struggle with that is like, um, like, like trying to create something new, but also like Bible based or like biblically based and, and, and to draw like the gospel into it, or, or maybe not even like just the gospel, but like a Bible verse into it. Like, I, I think of like, man, that there, there's so many bigger people that are, that are doing something like this. And like, and maybe, maybe that is the case, but they, each of us are uniquely gifted and, and talented and, and, and different things that we can do. Mm-hmm. And man, there's something like, uh, I can't remember what, what pastor had said it, but it's like, there's something that would people would lose if you weren't there or you weren't doing something like this. And something, sometimes that really encourages me yeah. to know that like, there might be someone else that's doing something like this, but there's also people that may have a similar story like me and, mm-hmm. and want to draw closer or don't know how, and, and are trying to learn and stuff. But man, that's, it just made me think of that. That's, that's really, really good. Like, we can't compare ourselves one to other people and stuff for it, but that like look for the creativity and, and be mm-hmm. creative. It's okay to do that. It's okay to fail. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's okay to fail is the big, yes. big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear. Well, what's the quote? I'm about to butch it. I'll, I'll yeah. look it up. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fear, fear of failure or something like that. I yeah. Fear, I... fear of failure is uh, killed more dreams that are, Fear of failure killed more dreams than fear or than failure ever has. Ooh, that's Um, good. That's really good. Well, thank you, TikTok. Uh, Yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) uh, I kind of wanted to kind of mention something that popped in my head of it's okay. I don't want to say steal content, (laughs) Um, uh, but to take ideas from other creators is perfectly fine. Yes. Um, Because they're not going to have the same audience that you do. I mean, it might cross over. but it's okay to to take somebody else's idea and, and innovate yeah. or uh, yes. reinvent the wheel a little bit. One thing that I also want to state is I think as Christians, we have so many different denominations mm-hmm. that we're always focused on our denomination um, or sect sector of yeah. Christianity. And we always like... <laughs> we try to debate other um, someone else on their theology or um, well, you need to come over to my domination and like steel is not the right term. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, if anyone's really touched on this before, but yeah, we should be celebrating. Uh, if another denomination gets a baptism, 
um, or converts somebody that was lost um, or reinvigorates their faith, that we mm-hmm. should be celebrating that, whether it's they're a Baptist or Church of Christ or right. Methodist. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be celebrating that. We don't, I mean, it's still good to have somebody cross over from a different denomination, but it's not necessarily like a super big victory, like, you know, finding right. a lost sheep kind of thing. Dude, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. It's like, I think there's a, sometimes people will ask me, like, like, oh, what denomination are you or something like that? It's like, usually I'll just tell them, like, dude, I just read the Bible and I believe that. Like, that's usually what I tell people. And, and I, I don't really put so much stress on like what denomination, like that, that I either associate with or like what church I go to, all that stuff. And it's kind of a hard question for me to answer for people because most of the time when pe- we answer that question, they, they think of something in their head, like what whatever denomination it is and stuff. They have a they have a picture of what they think of, and most of the time it's it's not a legitimate picture of what that actually mm-hmm. looks like in in real life, in real day, in real church, and most of the time that's the kind of like what I'll talk to people about is like, man, I, I truly just, I, I believe the words of Jesus. I believe what he said. And I believe that he's, you know, the way, the truth and the life. And, um, but man, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that as far as man, we, we get so twisted up on like denomination or the things of all the stuff of what matters more. And man, if you like go back to the Bible, it's like the, the biggest thing that matters. It's like, it's a story about Jesus. It's not a story about us or a story about denomination or, or all these things. He came to like bring, bring him, you know, bring life and life abundantly. And uh, yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm super passionate about that too. It's like, it's, it's, what we're so concerned about maybe debating we're killing our own in a way you know it's like when we when we're trying to debate like other theologies within our own church here with within christianity and that's just like crazy to me and like imagine what people are thinking on the outside looking in like dude like they can't even get along with themselves you know and it makes me think of like a John 13, 35, it talks about, you know, like you will know my people by the love that they have for one another. And, uh, like, and for the longest time, I thought that was like the love of like to love other people as in that, that are not believers, but he's talking about other believers. Like you will know my people by the, the love that you guys have for each other, like other believers. And like that, that's just crazy to me that the world would know that you're Christians because of the love you have for other Christians. And, um, I don't know, Jesus said that, and that's just, it's crazy to me, mind blowing to me. And sometimes we kill our own in that. And it's, that's so crazy. It's nuts. Um, yeah. And I mean, like you said, with the, they might have a certain stereotype about a, yeah. a certain denomination. Um, Keaton and I are church of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, one of the biggest things I got asked if is, well, do I have to be church of Christ to go to heaven? I'm like, Right. I mean, I was like, well, I don't make those calls. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. I don't make those calls. Yeah, for but real. also, like, I, I don't think so. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that was a big thing back in the day. Like, I don't even know how long ago, but like maybe 60s, 70s of like, well, if you're not Church of Christ, you're you're not going to heaven. It's like, right. well, I don't I don't know about that. Or, yeah, dude. Um, like, well, you guys don't use instruments. That's weird. And like, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I don't really care. Like, I mean, yeah. I prefer like acapella, but, mm-hmm. um, somebody that uses instruments is not that big a deal to me. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Keaton, have you had those kind of stereotypes? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I be, I growing up, so. the, yeah. Growing up. That's, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing, not necessarily hearing, but, uh, like you said, like the stories. older generations of stories of like, oh yeah, well. The other denominations are all going to hell. Only Church of Christ yeah. is. That's like that always sort of blew my mind. I never personally heard it ever in any church right. that I was at, but 
I had heard people say that about, I think that's kind of the assumption. We're, yeah, carrying, George Creston. we're carrying on our own uh, stereotypes by telling all the stories. About <laughs> that's, <you. true. laughs> that's awesome. That, that makes uh, me think of too, just like when you said, um, I was like, like, am I going to heaven if, if if I'm not doing this or something like that? And it's like, man, when he says like, I don't make those calls, thank God. It was like, yeah, like it's truly, man, like I don't make that call, and it's not up to me, you know. And it's 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 truly like our, like our faith in Jesus, and and man, it's just a yeah, that's a crazy question. Like that, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. how I'd respond to that. You also like, avoid like the the legalism, the yes, exactly, Pharisee style legalism where one hundred percent. Yeah, that's good. Well, I know how like. Not to pat myself on the back, but I'm pretty like merciful, pretty forgiving, like almost to a fault. Yeah. So, like, if I'm that merciful, I know God is going to be, you know, oh yeah, even more merciful than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's comforting knowing that that I can forgive somebody, you know, ten times that did me wrong, but you know, I'm sure God will be for you know forgiven oh, to the dude. end. So yeah. It's like as far as the east is from the west, like that. That always like blew my mind. Like when I was little, it's like I can't remember. Where, I think it's in Psalms where he says like, "So far as he moved our transgressions from us, like as far as the east is from the west." And I was like, "Wait a second, like how far is the east?" I like googling like how far is the east is from the west, and it's like and it's like infinite. They, they don't touch, bro. I'm like, wait a second, bro. That's crazy. Um, I, I, we, I kind of posed this question before. Wait, wait, actually, okay. uh, yeah. you you wanted to you said something about your story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, did you have more like like? Uh, so when... so like my story in general. Um, so I played I played high school baseball, went to college, played college baseball. In between all that, like loved Call of Duty. Um, played like early on, like probably Call of Duty Four. I think is when I first got online Call of Duty or Xbox Live, and. Um, Really like just loved it. Just ha- had so much fun with it. Didn't figure out what game battles or major league gaming was until like Black Ops Two. Learned that, figured out how to play and stuff. I sucked so bad, but like learned how to play and like really enjoyed it. Um, I think in it was in high school. I went through kind of like a rough spot. It was like a with a relationship that I had and everything. Really kind of broke me down a lot, especially with like in gaming was kind of like an area where I really like. Uh, coped with I guess you could say like used it as a coping thing like I just had it was a way to escape a a lot of like the harder things in life and I I used that a lot um I think in some ways to the point where it's like it was maybe a little bit too much like it was probably playing too much and all that stuff but still something that like I really enjoyed playing with a couple friends we played game battles and all that stuff tried to play tourneys and win some tourneys I won some tourneys it was like it was super super awesome uh got to college and um relationship stuff again like really hard one kind of broke off and everything and ended up reading i think it was uh it's called wild at heart by john eldridge in my sophomore year end of my sophomore year um a teacher from my high school actually gave me this book insane book as far as like how much it talks about the masculine heart in like um really really what it dies into but there's kind of like three premises i I believe it's like there's a wound like there's something that happens to a man like like a young boy as 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 he grows older something hard like what whatever trauma it is that it's to our heart like to uh to attack our masculinity and then uh after that there's like there's a battle to fight uh and then a beauty to win or something like that or a beauty to rescue so it's like each each man has that kind of like those three kind of premises like within their heart and within their lives and uh, anyway, so I was like, read this book, met up with that, 
high school teacher. We talked for like three hours or four or something like that at a, at a Starbucks in Oklahoma city. And, uh, I really just laid everything that I was struggling with out on the table. Like it was as if I just threw up and like, dude, this is everything. Like, I just like struggling with so much, like struggling with a lot of the relationships. I was trying to find like fulfillment and, uh, to fill the void that like I was experiencing with a relationship. And, um, that was the, re- the biggest thing. I just had it twisted. Like I was looking for the wrong relationship and, that was like the hardest thing for me, I think in, in college, I was looking for the lo- the wrong relationship. And, um, it wasn't until after I talked with him, we talked a lot and I was kind of making it through college and stuff and really tried to like dive in and read my Bible for myself and not just what people told me. Um, but started to read it for myself and started to understand a lot more and great. That guy being so gracious, his name's Justin. He actually did my wedding and stuff too, but um, dude, just so much knowledge and, and just someone to be so gracious with me and stuff and really talk to me about stuff that was like really, really hard. It was like, dude, you're not the only one type of thing. And that's what it kind of felt like. Um, a lot of anxiety when I was going to college and stuff. I am not like, not even close to what I was like in college and stuff. I was, I was like super nervous to talk to people, like thought all the eyes were on me and like just nervous as all get out. Like everybody was waiting for me to make a mistake, like all, all these crazy things. And uh, it wasn't until we kind of talked about that stuff that it really kind of helped. So, um, but gaming also kind of like was intertwined with that of like really kind of like a coping thing. So I just kind of try to use that. And I was like, man, I wonder if like God could still use something like that. And that was kind of like the the bat- inner battle kind of I had between between that gaming and, and God and in my relationship with Jesus. And man, he's really kind of restored those things one of the verses he actually told me was uh i think it's joel chapter three he talks about you know that that god can restore the years the locusts have eaten and uh that god can restore the things that we that we jacked up in 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 the past like god can still restore those things even though you messed up and like that was like mind-blowing to me and like i've seen it just just being married now like it was like just that alone is like a testament to that i know that god can actually restore those things and restore things that are really really hard in life um but man that that story alone is it it's a tough one and a dear one to me but um i grew a lot through it and man it just i I just me wanting to be kind of like that mentor he was to me to somebody else um crazy but yeah that's, awesome. that's a little bit about story testimony yeah, and stuff. Yeah. like, I'm awesome. like i was i was a christian but like just kind of like lost the way almost like a lost sheep like we were talking about earlier and uh just needed somebody like kind of pull me back in honestly and it was it was good so so good that's awesome too many digressions like many questions on that you said this was a high school teacher yeah high school teacher he him and his wife actually moved there i think my freshman year maybe before Mm -hmm. that um we had a bible study and stuff we kind of went to the bible study and everything hung out and stuff um they were in fca which is fellowship of christian yeah. athletes um super involved they were missionaries at one point too oh. um their wedding story is crazy like <laughs> so crazy uh we don't have time to talk about it, but it's so crazy um but yeah high school teacher super great guy gave me a book my high school year it took me three years to read it and then uh read it and sparked like a crazy friendship that i have now with him super super awesome. awesome guy that's like yeah. the most ideal sort of teacher yeah. situation you could possibly have that's awesome it was it's like crazy blessings this is like yeah. it, it's unreal man it's like complete like god thing for sure yeah and then i guess the second question yeah. kind of just now answered i was going to ask did you always grow up going to church or 
So yeah, yes, uh, I say yes and no. Um, we did. My dad would always take us, and actually, like he would bribe us with with Starbucks to go. Um, <laughs> like like there was a, there was a time in our life it was like, dude, I don't want to get out. Like church was like 30, 40 minutes away, and he's like, dude, I'll get you Starbucks on the way. Like let's go. Uh, so dad, one hundred percent, like always got us to, got us in the car to go for sure. And uh, I was like, I would always look forward to like Starbucks in the morning or like cake yeah. pops or donuts or something. And uh, but got us there so. Scripture was always in my life, but um, I think understanding, misunderstanding of, of Scripture was kind of like the thing that got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, you said your dad was your, were both your parents Christian? Yes. So okay. both of my parents are Christian. Um, my mom w- would go with us uh, w- when we grew up and stuff. I think she had actually started to hop into nursing. Uh, she just became a nurse. I think when I was in middle school age or she was going to school and stuff. So that was like a really, like she was at the grind basically like going to school. Uh, she was working full time. Dad was working full time. Um, a lot of, a lot of stress, uh, actually, but like, we never thought that they were going through stress. Like they never showed that to us and man, great, great childhood. Um, even though I know that my parents like went through some hard stuff now being older, I know that they did. Um, when I was little, had no clue. Um, you would have thought like had the best childhood in the world. And, um, but yeah, uh, both my parents, both Christians, um, really just can grandparents and stuff too. So it's like, have like a really good generational as far as like uh, legacy and stuff, just people, believers, like within my life, always speaking truth into us and stuff. And it, yeah, but just answer that question. Well, so I think a kind of a turning point for a lot of people that grew up in the church, I'm sure a lot of people in general, I guess, uh, whether it's Christianity or just life decisions is, is when you're in college. Oh yeah. Um, you're kind of on your own. I know I had several lessons when I was a senior, junior high school of like, when you go to college, you're on your own. That's yeah. where your faith becomes your own. It's not your parents' faith anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people that might be a little earlier, some people might be later, but like when you're on your own, your faith truly becomes your own. And yeah. because you can't depend on your parents to call you every Sunday to make sure you get up and go. 100%. Um, and so that, I don't want to say that's why you struggled in college, no, but yeah. um, I mean, that's, I think that has to do a little bit with a lot of different people yes. um, in yeah, their situations. Absolutely. I think it's the, like, it's the testing of your faith, honestly, like produces that, uh, that authenticity of our faith like matters and uh, that, that it would be our own, that it would be our own relationship with Jesus. And and it's not because like God's no respecter of persons. Like it's, it's me and Jesus. It's not my mom, me and Jesus, just because I'm associated with mom, you know, like, um, but yeah, it's like, I think that was a, a very big, like testing point in my life and stuff is, um, is, do I believe this or not? And, uh, constantly failing, but knowing that it, and like really coming to the realization of God's grace and his mercy and that like, man, he loves me so, so much. And like, when we know that we're loved and like, it's still like a battle today, like to know that like, God still loves me, man. He he still loves me. He's like, he's no more proud of me today than he is tomorrow when I mess up or like whatever it may be, you know? And, um, I think really understanding that is, is, is super, super key. And, um, I think that was a harder time in my life too. Cause, um, and we had talked about this maybe a little bit before, but how I didn't really have like a, maybe like a small group or a youth group that I could like cling to, um, in between that time, like leaving high school and going into college. And I think that was like probably the harder thing 
because I think we hear like, don't, don't fall away is, is like what we hear going to college. And it's like, what does that even look like? Like, what do I do? And, uh, <laughs> like not, not really any, um, uh, probably direction or guiding in the, in, in the, in-between, you know, in the in-between stages of life and adulthood. Um, uh, can you have anything? I have a question. I just didn't know if you wanted yeah. to expand no, on no. that. Yeah, you go. Um, so Church of Christ is pretty traditional, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say to a fault. Um, but do you think that like a Sunday morning or, you know, anytime you get together to worship, do you think as our attention spans get shorter with short form content, as far as like TikTok and YouTube mm -hmm. shorts, do we need to adjust how we are presenting our typical Sunday morning worship or yeah, uh, lesson. Yeah. And you can think about that because yeah. I'll have a little bit of a, um, cause it's kind of a battle. You it's don't know one. if, well, should we change, you know, for our audience, you know, cause Christianity shouldn't change. Right. Um, but at the same time, you're not necessarily changing Christianity. You're just changing the delivery method. Kind of, we discussed before, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, maybe you mix it up a little bit. I mean, maybe every, you know, once a, a Sunday, once a month or something, or once a quarter, or a couple times a quarter, you switch it up of like, Hey, we're going to do, you know, short, you know, maybe two lessons that are shorter and, you know, in the middle of a, uh, during your worship time or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally just throwing out ideas of what would it look like? What, that's, what sticks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it's a really tough question too. Cause like the attention span thing is like, it, it's a, it's a battle. And uh, even myself and I let John Eldridge guy, like I, I really, I, I love that author so, so much, but um, he, he's got a book called resilient, I think is what it's called, but he, he kind of talks about like the assault on our, on our attention. It's like, things are always vying for our attention in this life, whether, whether it be our phone, whether it be traffic, whether it be like what, whatever, like throughout our day, like things are constantly trying to like drive us or, or pull us away from every situation. And, um, I think for me, um, it's hard, but like if we can get, if you can really get people and obviously too, is like pastors, like know the word of God, not, you don't have to bring it to life, but man, act like you care about this stuff. You know, it's like, if you care, if this is everything that matters in life, then like, man, preach that stuff. And, uh, I think people would, will be, I think their attention will be maintained if, man, like if God's truly working in that too. And it, but that is, it is a really hard battle because it's, it's a, it's tough and it's really, really tough to decide like maybe what, what is best but i do think in between like maybe through the weeks and stuff if you had um bible study or like like maybe a 10 to 20 minute bible study or something like that or context and stuff because that's something i didn't really understand growing up was context of the bible and how how important it is um because it changes the way you look at verses and the greek definitions of words and like changes the way i i, I understand a lot of verses and um but yeah it's like i, I think the um I don't know that that's a really tough question, dude. I'm not sure. Cause like, like, do we change, do we change church for, for not just for the sake of culture, but to not just to keep people in the door, but like to, to really draw people in and uh, to have them understand things almost short and sweet, I guess is hard. But yeah. I think there is like a, there's a good thing about waiting in the, in the presence of Jesus and stuff and how, 
he's really in the calm. He's really in the peaceful. He's really, he's not in the quick and, and loud and, and boisterous things. I think a lot of times, um, what I've noticed in my Bible studies and stuff in the morning, um, I feel so much better if, uh, it's like maybe four or five in the morning or so. And I'm, a, I'm alone by myself, spend an hour, um, just like hanging out or just sitting there, like no phone or anything. It's just really, really quiet. And I sit there for like an hour and like, that's a long time to sit there and like maintain your attention on something, but, um, and it's still tough, but like, it's, I have noticed so much more helpful things throughout the day and, and growth throughout the day. And my mind is, uh, is on point throughout the day rather than just getting up and going and, and everything being so fast. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a really tough one, but I think uh, slowing down is, is something culture needs, um, personally, but yeah, I would, I would agree with that, that, um, it's probably good for us and our attention span, um, to have some type of longer form content like that. Mm-hmm. I will say church of Christ probably went through something similar when we added video, uh, slideshow screens. I'm sure that was definitely something to talk about. Of, well, <laughs> we got to focus on the lesson, not necessarily. We don't, don't want to focus on the slideshow up there. Right, I'm sure that was point. a discussion somewhere. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> Keaton, Did you have any thought about, about no, that? No, I think, I think Sam said it perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'll go back to the philosophical question. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, so a couple of years ago in college, six years ago, uh, seven years ago Let's in college, go. there was at a Bible study and we kind of discussed a little bit of like, is God, is the God of Christianity the same as the God of Judaism and Islamic faith? Hmm. Um, because they both, um, and one thing to har- that's hard to understand about Christianity is like, if you're on the outside looking in, and I had never thought about this, is it's three gods in one, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have the Father, you have the Son, you have the right, Holy the Spirit, Holy Ghost. Like, well, which one is it? And like, well, <laughs> it's all three, right? But right, exactly. Yeah. Um. So there is a little bit difference in those three, because like in Ju- Judaism, I don't know much about uh, their faith. Uh, as of now, I guess, but they don't have, you know, they don't have the Father, the Son, the, the Holy Spirit, right? They mm-hmm. have just just God. Yep. And for Muslims, right, or Islamic faith, they have Allah. They don't, and they have, I guess, the Prophet Muhammad. Um, and I, is he? He's not considered. I don't know much about it. So, but he's not considered right. God, right? Is he? I know he's Muhammad. No, no. Okay. I don't believe so. Um, I think that they <clears throat> Abraham is also very important in Islam. Yeah. Um, well, that's where they split, right? So you had Abraham who had Isaac and right. uh, um, Ishmael, right? Mm-hmm. And Ishmael and that's founded. Like where they're mm-hmm. where, where like it comes this, in almost. Um. So Sam, yeah. do you have any thoughts on that? Of like the is the God of Judaism. Christianity and Islam are is it the same God. Cause I would right. almost argue that it is the same God. It's just a different delivery system, I guess. Right. With, you know, you have the Quran versus the, the Bible versus uh, the Torah. Right. Um, one, one like verse that like comes to mind for me is, is uh, John 14, six. And it, like, you, like, I'm sure you guys are familiar. It's like, you know, like Jesus says that I am the way, the truth and the life and, and nobody comes to the father except through me. And if, if like that is the doctrine and if that is the faith um, the, the, and 
that is what we believe as Christians, then like Jesus is the only way. And I would argue that they, like, I would say not the same because they, they're not acknowledging that Jesus is, is, is the only way to, to heaven, you know, is, is, is my, is my thought on it. If it, if you don't acknowledge that, you know, that Jesus is the only way, like, like you said, then we honestly like are, are saying that Jesus is a liar in, in the sense that he says that he is the only way that he is the son of God, that he is the only way that God made a way through him. And if, uh, if we don't believe that, then that's, that's kind of, that is what the Christian faith is. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my thought on it, but Keaton, do you have any my belief. anything you want to add to that, or uh, oh, I think I combat think it's that the same, but uh, yeah, I think there's the you know the traditional all three stem from the Abrahamic tradition, and then they diverge, and basically exactly how you said that's that's uh, where we land on in Christianity. So they're well. Yeah, it's a it's a hard thing to sort of answer because it's it's both yes and no depending on how you're right. <laughs> uh, talking about the question, uh, but generally no, mm-hmm. they're not all the same. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I I do think it is a yes no because like you're worshiping you know one God. Um, but you would argue that in Christianity, you wouldn't say that somebody from Islam or Judaism would, would be going to quote unquote heaven. Uh, maybe you guys don't want to talk about this, but um, uh, through Christ, you know, from the Christianity standpoint, because like you said, you have to have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is, is the key to Christianity. 100%. If you didn't have, if you didn't have Jesus, then what's it all been about? Yeah, absolutely. And like, and two, you look at Christianity is like, if, if it's not Jesus, then, then why did he die? Like if, if, why did he die and why was he resurrected? And like, that's what you really have to put in perspective. Like if, if, if there's another way, like if, if there's another faith then like, then Jesus died for no reason. Like that, why would, for if, if God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish for everlasting life. Like if it was only through Jesus, then or like if there was another way then why did jesus die because it it would be pointless for him to die if there was another way um that's kind of like my my belief on it is that if if it's not through jesus then or like if there's another way then like then jesus is for no reason um then he has no like power almost you know and then uh yeah but that's my belief i just think yeah i'll add to that of like before jesus died when he was uh in the garden Mm -hmm. uh he prayed you know (laughs) If there's another way, you know, I'm I'm summarizing, but if there's yeah. another way, like please let there be another way. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Or maybe not. Don't want to do this. Um, it was like it's like he he's experiencing yeah. pain, like the the worst pain imaginable. You know, like having to go through all these things. And Francis Chan actually talks about this a lot. Like, um, he talks about you know Jesus in in the garden is is a depiction of just like how how difficult like that process was that he was. He's like he was asking, like, if there's any other way, and like, please. But if if this is the only way, then let's do it. And yeah. uh, and that's it, man. It's it's crazy. It's just how, how much. And then it goes back to like that. How much does he really love us? And like, it was that much, man. I was like, if there's no other way, I'll do it. Like, this is it. And it was he like had to make that choice. It's crazy. Um. 
Yeah, and I guess I shouldn't say he didn't want to do it. Obviously, he loved us so much that he did. Um, but it's still like it's still hard. Yeah. You know, what I'm like yeah, I I knew what you meant. It's like it it's freaking hard. Like he's about to go. Like he yeah. knows everything. He's like, uh, what do they call? It? I think it's hematosis or something. Where he's like, you know, he's sweating drops of blood from so much anxiety and stuff. Like, dude, he was in it. Like that's that's uh, yeah. I imagine anybody oh, going was knowing human. that. Yeah, exactly. He was full, fully God, fully human. Like uh, yeah. I get it. I know what you meant, by the way. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I was about to say something. Keaton saved me. Um, <laughs> the because he he never sinned, right? right? So have never sinned. Having the weight of sin on you. I mean, all like man, all of it. No. You know, like that's oh my god, it's like mind blowing. Like to have like. For him never made a mistake sin. never made a mistake yes, you know exactly and, like for him and Nudo sinned like to become sin like dude it's just crazy like the the weight of uh, of like all that is just it's unreal yeah. man that's crazy. He, yeah keaton did you have anything else the any other philosophical questions i guess um that maybe you've talked about in maybe the college class or in your own personal faith um yeah if we I, I this could be an entire episode, so I don't want to spend too long on it. But, but um, <clears throat> the decline in Christianity, particularly for young people, it's like really stark over the last three decades. Um, if you kind of had to summarize what you think are some, you know, two or three other, I think there's hundreds of reasons. Oh yeah. Um, but if you had to summarize two or three that you think are particularly important. Mm-hmm. Uh, to maybe to you, or you think maybe are primary contributors? Do you, do you yeah. have any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think one for sure is, uh, and we we kind of talked about this, but like the in between stages of youth and like adulthood, and then like uh, you know the like older older adults classes and stuff. And like I think that's a that's a big one. I think sometimes we can lose uh, some of the generation in. Not that in, I don't think they're seen as a lost cause, but it's like um most of the time people like like how do like what do i talk about what what do we do like all that stuff and my thought was like i I was thinking about this the other day um the things that i was struggling with in college or that in between time like were questions of like just so many questions like what is okay what's not okay like I, i need help like what this that that this and the other and um i think someone if we had like just a group where you could just ask the questions that are really hard or that you feel like you can't ask in church. Um, Cause sometimes there's that weird, I don't know why we feel the way and we shouldn't feel that way, but like, we feel like there's some questions we just don't talk about or don't ask or don't, you can't ask that question. And I think it keeps us from growing in that way. Um, it kept me from growing is, is I, I should say that it's like, it kept me from growing because I felt like I couldn't ask the question. What I know, like, I know now that I could have asked, but I didn't feel like I could when I was younger. I felt like, Oh, you're just supposed to know. And like, okay, how do I, how do I know? How do I figure it out? Um, I think just summary, like, um, definitely classes, like maybe have, or maybe not like class was like where you can meet up with people that are around the same age as you and talk about hard life questions. Like, what do I do when life is really hard? Like, like, do I just tuck tail and run? Like what, how do, how do I make it through things that are really hard like that? Um, who do I look to? Like all these things. And, uh, obviously we look to Jesus, but like, there's also, there are people that God has placed in our life to, to help us through those things and to give us encouragement, to give us the word. And, 
Um, man, I think that's one of the biggest ones I, not that I didn't have, I think that there was resources. I just maybe didn't seek them out. Um, maybe make them more available to people, um, is a big one. Um, yeah, I think the questions, man, is, is what really got me like, uh, uncertainty about about yes. some of the questions the vagueness and like don't make it vague make it black and white for me like help me understand like the the in-betweens and the in and outs and like yeah but i think that's a big one for me mm-hmm. yeah i definitely agree the mm. the idea in general i think in generally in christianity is that you can't ever have any kind of doubts and so right. any kind of any kind of doubt or, or you know struggling with answers to questions that we're too afraid to even uh, ask or talk about really hurts um, people at that life stage. Like, yeah, kind of like you said, where those first times of doubt kind of come in, creep in, but you're too afraid to ask or talk and Mm -hmm. Christians themselves are maybe too afraid or don't know how to answer. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a huge, huge reason. Well, so much of our, so much of young people in the church don't see it as a discussion. They see it as, okay, well, these older men and women of the church, they have the answers. Mm -hmm. I need to go ask them. Well, it could be a discussion. Um, They don't have all the answers and they'll, I'm, if they tell you they have all the answers, they're wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, they're going to have questions too. And a lot of times they've gone through similar doubts or diff, uh, similar struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what might help a little bit is being more transparent on some of those harder issues that the yeah. church is going through now. Um, like a big thing, obviously for like church crisis, like instruments and, and women being in um, church of, you know, leading mm-hmm. and, um, you know how how the um, homosexuality is being handled with you know that's growing yeah the um and other similar issues mm-hmm. like hot, like hot topic stuff hot topics. Like, yeah mm-hmm. and but also we can say these things as many times as we want from the pulpit um, from from the the stage from the auditorium mm-hmm. in a sermon we can say it as many times as we want but if we're not out there showing love, um, giving the gospel and new media forms or old media forms, then what's even the point of, Mm. what's the point of it being about? Like, yeah. Of trying to be, um, called to make disciples. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sort of, uh, uh, also sort of summarized my whole series and sort of like a one paragraph, uh, ending of an essay is like mm. Christians originally were the ones who started the first hospitals, the first homeless shelters. They were the ones who sort of launched the technological and scientific revolution to mm. uh, investigate, uh, to further knowledge in sort of adoration of like God's universe. And now we've become sort of like uh, recluses a little bit to where we aren't in the culture. We're sa- kind of satisfied with the status quo. We're not trying to, <clears throat> you know, make uh, a, a sort of difference yeah. in in the world, or uh, sort of building towards like uh, God's um, uh, grace and sort of bringing uh, His kingdom to 
uh, or acting, not bringing his kingdom to food, but right. acting as uh, the hands and feet of Jesus in, in the world today. And that this sort of leads a loss of like purpose and mm-hmm. identity for younger people and is, is really like permeated uh, church culture over the last few decades. Wow. That's really good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's like, <clears throat> like, we can push the agenda. Like God's given the God's given us the authority to like to push the agenda. And there was a thought like I had the other day is like we need Christians that are like extremely good at what they do. And like and when we have Christians that are extremely good at what they do in whatever area that is, whatever culture that is and stuff, when they're extremely good at that, that's how we change the culture. Of, the, of that area like if you're extremely good at it like they're gonna they're gonna ask questions about you how do you get your work ethic or why are you so happy why are you so joyful like all these questions will come but they have to see us in action and mm-hmm. if they don't see us in action love is action you know it's like if they don't see us in action then um when are they gonna ask the questions and yep. and how, how are we going to reach people if we if we're too afraid to leave the mm-hmm. like the church or if we're too afraid to leave our house so like exactly kind of like what you're saying just um, we can't be afraid. Yeah, that's yep. good. I've I've never, and I, this is something that's come up more for myself as I've gotten back into, um, I guess, church more uh, recently, is acts of service. I've never been more fulfilled yeah. than um, doing acts of service, whether it's, you know, feeding homeless people or yeah. um, helping with, you know, coat drives and... Mm. Um, you know, just helping out around the church with like different groups. Um, I remember when we were in college doing the, the Delta thing, um, we had it, we helped feed the homeless, um, with Boulevard Church of Christ Wow! and like, just, just talking to people, man, just being out there. Like, well, why good. are you giving us food? Like, well, we love you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. That's so good. And it's crazy. Like how, how much it actually, like, it really does impact your heart when, when you do those things and like in. Honestly, it's it's not that like you're doing it for yourself. You're just doing it because like, man, I feel like God's called me to do this today, and I'm gonna go do it. And then the 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 fulfillment that we get from it, not even just that, but like the thing that happens in our hearts, like God is continuing to to give us that heart of our flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like like a good heart for other people, and not a heart of stone, but a heart of love and compassion for other people. And man, we we could change the world that way. And that, that's so good. And God God working through us and in us. Um, Keaton, did you have any more questions or Sandy, did you have any questions for us that we maybe not didn't cover or man, you yeah, wanted to hit harder? That was, that was awesome, man. That, I don't have anything. Okay. Uh, do you have, you guys have any hot takes? Usually we end with hot takes, oh, um, <laughs> about what we've talked about or, um, Heck I mean, yeah. I guess you could do a prediction for NBA. Um, you know, I love uh, it. Good hot take, man. Uh, Christians quit being scared. Don't be scared. Be bold. And uh, man, that's one one thing. Just like don't don't be scared. Be bold. And if you fail, it's okay. Righteous man fails seven times, but he gets up. Keen, did you yeah, have anything? Same, same, same exact echo. I mean, mm. uh, go out there, make a difference. You know, stop being uh, 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 timid timid and you know view the world as something important that your time here your time here is is uh, not not an accident mm. and is on purpose and you have a you have a reason and a purpose heck yeah my hot take is going to be i'm going to try to get my church more involved with youtube shorts let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> um yeah i kind of like had that realization was like you know when i, I mentioned it earlier it just kind of hit me like mm. why 
why can't I just help with that? Like, why can't I assist with, I'm 27. I can help my church with the digital age. Heck yeah. Um, We have a pretty decent stream. So maybe cut up some clips for him and that's awesome. I'll post it on my own and, personal. And <laughs> cut up yeah. the clips and make it look like those TCU clips that, that uh, were. That's, <laughs> awesome. that's so good. I'll post it on my own YouTube channel, though, so that I get to pull out. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that's so good. Um, but make sure you check out Sam's uh, stuff. They'll be linked in the description. Um, all his socials. Uh, this has been Simply Technical. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time.